Acts chapter number 1. You find your place, say amen. 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 Acts chapter number 1, verse number 12 through verse number 14. Thank you. Verse number 12 through verse 14. The Bible says this, Then returned they unto Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is from Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. And when they were come in, they went up into an upper room where abode both Peter and James and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus and Simon Zelotes and Judas the brother of James. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary the mother of Jesus and with his brethren. Now to say this before we get started tonight, Mary was there but they wasn't praying to Mary. Amen. We don't pray to Mary in this day and this time we pray the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Alright, so by way of introduction tonight, uh, to kind of bring us up to speed to what's going on here in our text tonight, uh, to go back over in our last study. So in our last study tonight, uh, we began in verse number 9, and we looked where the Bible says, And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. So Jesus Christ and I had been telling the apostles here how that they were to be witnesses of him. And when he also told them tonight, uh, he had also told them tonight that they would have the power to be witnesses after he went to be with the Father, because that's when the Holy Ghost of God would come down there, and he would dwell within the saved of the earth. So what we have in verse number 9 is that Jesus Christ had now ascended up to be with the Father who is God and the apostles saw him do that tonight and we see right before their very eyes tonight Jesus Christ is taken up in a cloud tonight. We see that they were watching as Jesus was taken out of their sight. Now ain't that amazing tonight? We read verse number 9 then we read verses 10, 11 as well. We looked in those verses where the Bible said, While they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. Now it's amazing to me tonight that a lot of times you'll see Jesus and then you'll see two men. I wonder who those two men are tonight. I don't know and I'm not going to spectate. I've got a good idea but it's not for me to say. Amen. So anyhow, here's these two witnesses. They see him taken up. And the Bible said this in verse 11, which also said, You men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. So as we said in our last study, here are these apostles tonight. They're watching Jesus Christ go up and out of their sight. And maybe these apostles were sad tonight. I don't know tonight. We can spectate all we want to, but we really have no clue how they felt. But maybe they're just awestruck tonight because they're watching Jesus Christ go up in a cloud. I mean, could you imagine if you saw Jesus Christ ascend to the Father tonight of how we'd be? I mean, I don't know what I'd do. Amen? But here are these two men in white apparel. Now they're letting the apostles know tonight that one of these days in like manner that He went, not just the same way, you got to read your Bible, but in like manner, as He, as he uh, went, Jesus Christ is coming back. Now what encouragement tonight that it is for you and me. 
that are saved tonight. Jesus Christ is coming back one of these days, and when He comes, He's going to take out His bride, which is the church, Lord Jesus Christ, and that's all the saved tonight. That's anybody of any denomination that's ever been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. They're going to be taken out. The dead in Christ are going to rise first. Then those that are alive and remain are going to meet Jesus Christ in the air. And child of God, when you and I get there, one of these days, there with Jesus Christ, we're going to be, we're going to see Him face to face, look at Him, see the nail-scarred hands tonight, and know that it's Him. Glory to God, what a day that it's going to be when we see Jesus Christ and just get to be with Him for eternity. Hey, eternity is forever and ever and ever. Never again will we have to do anything that we do down here. No more sweat of the ground. No more arthritis. No more pain. No more suffering. No more weakness in the White House. I'm telling you tonight, what a day that it's going to be when our Jesus we shall say. Then, tonight He comes back here uh, again. We're going to be back with Him. So He's going to step out the cloud. And then, again, He's coming back. And we're coming with Him. And I don't know if you've ever rode a horse tonight or not, but you're going to one of these days. Amen. And you're going to like it. Amen. And we're coming back with Him. And then after that, there will be peace on this earth tonight. You and I are going to live in harmony, one with another. Amen. So you might as well get started down here. Amen. Shake hands with the ones on this side. Shake hands with the one on this side. And go ahead and like each other because you're going to get along in heaven. Amen. Amen. There ain't no odd feel. Uh, there ain't nobody fighting. I don't think. But if you are, you might as well start liking each other now. Amen. Husbands and wives, you might as well like each other now too. Amen. All right. So what each and every one of us ought to be doing tonight is we ought to keep our eye on that eastern sky tonight. And you know why? Because one of these days that sky is going to part. And there will be Jesus Christ stepping out on the cloud to come and take His bride. Just like Jesus Christ had left these boys here to do a job tonight. Christ has left us that are saved to do a job tonight. He's left us for a purpose. That purpose tonight is to spread that gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to a lost and a dying world. And friend, we're to tell, tell folks tonight how that Jesus Christ from the dead, how He's the only one that can take away their sin. Amen. We need to tell the world that they need to be ready tonight. You know what? When a Jehovah's Witness knocks on your door, you ought to be a witness for Christ to them too. Amen. Tell them. Amen. Be ready to answer. And maybe we'll study out how to answer them sometime. I think that might be alright. Y'all get a lot of door knocks by the Jehovah's Witness around here. It figured you did. Ash County, it's a little different. There's a kingdom hall right down the road. But anyhow, these old boys here in the Word of God, they saw Jesus Christ ascend up to the Father, which is where Jesus Christ is sitting at tonight on the right hand of God. But look up, look up tonight. One of these days, He's coming back to get His bride. Friend, the bride, the bride of Christ ought to be rejoicing tonight. If you're saved, you ought to be happy tonight because some sweet day... We're going to see Him. I believe tonight that you and I that are sitting here tonight will go by the way of the rest. Now, can I say that for sure? No, I cannot. But friend, it's drawn closer and closer and closer. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I get a little homesick. Hey Amen. I'm looking for the day. But let's read again 
Verse number 12. The Bible said this. Then returned they unto Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is from Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. Alright, so to see the way things all played out here tonight in our context, we saw that these apostles here saw Jesus as He ascended in the cloud. Now after they saw that, go back to the book of Luke tonight, turn there, Luke 24, 51 through 52. Let's see what these old boys done here in the Word of God. And I'll wait on you to get there. And we're going to be in Luke quite a bit as you look at your papers there with the Scripture there. We'll be in Luke quite a bit. You find your place, say amen. 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 And it came to pass while he was... Let me me back up. And it came to pass while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. Now here's what these old boys done. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. So the best that I can tell tonight, after these apostles worshipped him, they returned to Jerusalem. That's what the Bible said. So by this tonight, we can see that Jesus Christ ascended from the eastern side of the Mount of Olives, if you were to look all that up. We said our text here is called the Mount of Olivet near the town of Bethany. Now the Bible said in Luke 24, 50 and 51, And He led them out as far as to Bethany, and He lifted up His hands and blessed them. And it came to pass, while He blessed them, He was parted from them and carried up into heaven. Now this place called the Mount of Olives tonight was a Sabbath day's journey from Jerusalem. Now, according to Jewish law in those days tonight, it's been stated that the Jewish law, and I'm going to, I'm going to use this, the Jewish law, okay, because this ain't the Mosaic law that I'm talking about. This was something the Jews made up here. The Jewish law said that it was demanded that a person could only travel 2,000 paces on the Sabbath day. Now, this place called the Mount of Olives there was that far away. So the Sabbath day was a day of rest, for the Jews. That was their Saturday, their Sabbath day. That was for the Jews, not for the church. Alright, so they could not travel very far. So we see that a Sabbath day's journey tonight is said by Bible scholars, and no more than I do, that this was not quite one mile away. Now, another interesting fact to know tonight about this travel ban on the Sabbath day is this didn't come from the Mosaic Law. These Jews added the us. I meant to write the Scripture down. I believe it's over there in, in Exodus or Deuteronomy there. But Moses laid down the law on how far they could travel. And it wasn't. It was more than what these Jews were saying. But what they were doing tonight, they were declaring it unlawful to travel more than 2,000 paces on the Sabbath day. So the Jewish rulers tonight, you've got to understand, they were always trying to put more laws and more laws more laws on people. They've done that all throughout the Word of God. But anyhow, we also see from our text tonight that these men arrived there. They worshiped Christ. And we also see in our text that the Mount of Olivet was near Jerusalem, but on the eastern side of it tonight. So we see that the side was known as the region of Bethany there. And it was from that eastern side that Jesus Christ descended up into heaven, which is about 2,000 paces from the temple area, which is there in Jerusalem. You can look all that up for yourself. But anyhow tonight, these apostles have now returned unto Jerusalem where the Lord told them to wait back up in verse number 4. So they're there and they're waiting. Okay, now let's read verse 13. The Bible says, And when they were come in, they went up into an upper room where abode both Peter and James and John, 
and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon Zelotes, and Judas the brother of James. Now you count those up, there's 11 apostles. Now really, earlier there were 12, were there not? So one of those are missing tonight. We'll get to that in a second. So we see they come back to Jerusalem. They're in an upper room here tonight. Now I looked up what an upper room was. And Bible scholars say that an upper room was in almost all, all the homes there in the Bible days in the city of Jerusalem. Especially in the homes of Jewish leaders. So an upper room has been said to have been a room that was, des- that was a designated chamber which was used for devotion and prayer in the Word of God. So it's also said to be the place where the dead were laid before their burial as well. Now I want you to see this tonight. One of those chambers tonight would be in Acts 9, 36-37. You can look there. Acts chapter 9, verse 36 and verse 37. Verse 36 through 37. I'll get it right in a minute. You say it when you find that, say amen. 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 So I'm taking it tonight that this upper room and upper chamber, I believe, are the same thing. All right, so the Bible says this Now there was at Joppa a certain disciple named Tabitha, which by interpretation is called Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and alms deeds, which she did. And it came to pass in those days that she was sick and dying. And when they had washed, they laid her in an upper chamber. Now we also see a chamber mentioned as well where the Bible said this in Acts chapter 20 verses 7 through 8. The Bible said, Upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow, and continued his speech until midnight. And there were many lights in the upper chamber where they were gathered together. Alright, so Luke tells us in Luke 24 and 53, you can turn there, turn back there if you want to, Luke 24 and 53. Just so you know that I'm not lying to you, pulling your leg. Amen. Luke 24 and 53, and I'm not going to quote it again because we already did, but... That verse tells us tonight that after the disciples returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives where they had witnessed the ascension of Jesus Christ, the Bible said they were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Oh my. Now, I don't know if this upper room was in the temple or not tonight. I have no idea where this upper room's at. And I'm not going to attempt to say that it was or not because the Bible don't state where it's at. Well, one thing I know tonight is that after they saw Jesus arise to the Father, here were these apostles tonight, they were in the temple continually, what the Word of God said. So we see they wanted to be in the house of God, and they wanted to praise His name. Now, friend, that's what God's people done back then, and that's what we ought to be doing tonight. Is it not? I mean, what a Savior tonight that it is that you and I get to praise. But at any rate tonight, we see in this upper room, there were some people who were abiding there. Now look in this verse tonight, back over in the book of Acts, chapter number 12. Or back in Acts, chapter number 13. You'll see who's abiding there. And we'll try to stay in the book of Acts from there. We want to go back to Matthew here in just a second, but you'll see who's abiding there. The Bible says where abode both Peter and James and John and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon Zelotes, and Judas the brother of James. 
Now remember earlier I told you at one point there was 12 apostles. Here there's, there's 11. So what happened to that? This was not Judas the, the brother James is not the same Judas tonight that betrayed Jesus Christ. Okay? Look at this. Your Bible says in Matthew 27 verses 3 through 5, Judas committed suicide. You can turn there and look at that. Judas, uh, Matthew 27, 3 through 5. I might help you to see this. Why don't you look at it? Matthew 27, verses 3 through 5. Maybe after that, we'll stay in the book of Acts for a while. You find your place there, say amen. 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 So, Matthew 27, 3 through 5. Then Judas, which had betrayed him, Jesus, when he saw that he was condemned, repented himself and brought again the thirty pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned in that I have betrayed the innocent blood. And they said, What is that to us? See thou to it. And he cast down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. So at this time in the book of Acts, Judas... Had done when committed suicide, he hung himself. Now here are all these people tonight. We see they're in the upper room. They're in the book of Acts now. And it was obviously in the house which they were abiding in at this time. And we see tonight that word abiding means a temporary residence. So they wasn't going to stay there forever. They were just abiding there. Okay? And they, and they, they were waiting tonight on the promise that God had promised them of the Holy Spirit coming down Upon them. All right, let's look at something else. Let's read verse 14 and I'll hush tonight. The Bible says this. These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary the mother of Jesus and with his brethren. All right, so as we said a moment ago, we see all these people in this upper room tonight. They're waiting for the Holy Ghost of God to fall, which was going to happen in about 10 days here. So in 10 days time tonight, something was about to explode that the earth had never seen before. And John Phillips says tonight that the biggest spiritual bombshell ever detonated on the earth and the greatest change in the course of history ever was about to blow up. I agree with that. And friend, it just so happens tonight that when that spiritual bomb exploded called the Holy Ghost, it was that bomb that's going to turn the world as they had known it upside down for the cause of Jesus Christ. But one of the things that amazes me the most tonight is that the people hearing the Word of God that God used to see this happen. This is what amazed me. It's what I want to get to tonight. May I say to you tonight that God did not use a bunch of quitters to see the Holy Ghost of God come down. God didn't use quitters, did He? Amen. Listen, God used some people that were going to persevere tonight to see all this take place in your Bible. The Bible said that these all what? Continued. They didn't stop. They continued. So we know how long they had to wait in our day. But here they didn't have what we have tonight. They didn't know how long they was going to have to wait. <coughs> here was 10 days. They didn't see nothing happening. Nothing going on. No message from Christ. Except for what He had told them. And now all of a sudden. And here they are tonight. They're not giving up. They're not quitting. But they are continuing. 
You know what? It didn't matter to them tonight because it looks like they had made their minds up that they were going to continue as long as it took for the Lord to fulfill that promise and send that Holy Spirit. There wasn't one thing that was going to discourage these apostles tonight as they walked along their way. They knew Jesus Christ was alive tonight. They'd just seen Him taken up into the cloud of light. And they knew that He was above tonight because they seen Him ascend tonight. They knew that He had promised power. They knew that He had told in the way they were in God's will right here in your Bible waiting on the Lord to tell them what to do but could you imagine them waiting for all those days ten days of silence ten days of nothing going on they couldn't have been back just because none of them quit <laughs> none of them stopped amen none of them they kept going they said you know what this is what God told me to do and I'm going to do it they waited so we see them continuing day after day after day. Now you and I are living in a day and in a time tonight in which the Holy Spirit of God lives inside of us that are saved and born again. The Holy Ghost is on this earth right now. His Spirit's here tonight. He's drawn the lost into a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And even though you and I are not waiting on the Holy Ghost of God to fall tonight, you and I are waiting for Christ to come back, to come and take His bride. But friends, just like these apostles continue tonight, don't you think that we as God's people need to continue, no matter how you and I to do tonight is to continue in this thing tonight. We're still yet to invite people to the house of God. Are we not? We're still yet to tell folks that Jesus saves. And friend, even if it's not the most popular thing in the world to do, in the world's eyes, God looks down and is faithful tonight and He is saying thank you for continuing on in the fight tonight. God used those here tonight that would continue for Him. Do you know who's God? Do you know who is do you know who God is going to use tonight? Those who keep on. Those who keep plowing. Those who keep doing something for the Lord Jesus Christ. They continue. So I'm telling you, when a lot of folk don't want to live for Christ in our day, when a lot of folk don't want to show up for church on Wednesday night, what are we to do? Continue. Keep on. Keep our eyes on what matters the most. Christ, who continued for us. So we see a persevering people. Then we see a purposeful company. Listen, the Bible says here that not only did these just continue, the Bible said they continued with one accord. And I'm not talking about a Honda. Amen. These people were not at odds with one another tonight. But these people were so like-minded, they became as one. They looked at each other with shining eyes because they were all in that place with one purpose and one thing on their mind, waiting for God's promise to fall upon them. There wasn't a murmur. There wasn't a complaint. Oh my. Oh my. Preacher, hot house God today. Their mind wasn't on me. I didn't see them not one time complaint. That's amazing. That preacher preached too long. I didn't hear that. 
They were like-minded, one accord. They had their mind on one thing. May I say to you tonight, why there are so many churches all along the ways because people can't get their mind on one thing that matters most. And they split and they branch off somewhere else and they split. That's not God's will. Alright, but anyway, they were one accord. They were unitedly and purposefully waiting on God's next move. Friend, that's exactly what you and I are to be doing tonight. Is it not we're to continue until God makes one more move to come and get His pride tonight? Not one time does He say to quit in the fight. Not one time does He say to complain or murmur in the fight. Not one time does He say to throw in the towel. Not one time does God say to drop your standards. And persevere just like they were doing. You know, time's too short for us to go about this life arguing with one another about things that don't matter. Is it not? Amen. Thank you. But while you and I are doing what those people in the Word of God were doing, they were waiting for God to make His next move. Are we not waiting on Christ tonight? Part of that eastern sky. Hey, I'm telling you, friend, what a day. Waiting on Him to come back in the cloud. It's not time for a church to split. It's not time for a church to split. It's time for a church to get like-minded and focus on what really matters anyhow. I keep thinking there's a cross back there, but hey, it's right here. Focus on Him, on Lord Jesus Christ. Friend, I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. And I mean this. I know your family, most of you. I know you mountain folk. And I know how we are. But if you got all feelings one with another, why don't you get it fixed up tonight before we leave the building? Life's too short. Anyhow, here they are. They're in one accord. Who did, who did God use? What kind of people? Persevering people. Purposeful people. They were preserving. They had the same purpose. They were praying people. Look at this. The Bible says in this verse tonight, these all continued with one accord in prayer. And supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. Friend, all these folks were gathered together tonight. They were praying with one accord tonight. I bet God was up in heaven looking down on all that. And I bet he was smiling tonight, friend. But Jesus was pleased, even with this small company, 11 tonight. There's more than 11 in God's house tonight. I think so. I didn't count. But best I can tell, there's more than 11 here tonight. So if God was pleased with a company of people that would come together, And he kept his promise to them. The Bible said these all continued one accord in prayer and supplication. Now, friend, as these folks were gathered there, God was smiling. This little company here was praying. It was God who heard their prayer. When you and I get together, we pray like-minded. I'm glad God hears our prayer. I'm glad God begins to do things that we never thought were possible. I can name some things tonight. I'm going to. We'll exhort one another a little bit. Yeah, I can name some things tonight. We got together and prayed like minded for Miss Alyssa, Miss Oscar there. You asked her about that at the church. But listen, 
God done more things than we ever thought were possible. She got behind the truck and said, John 3, 16, the favorite Bible words. God had a touch all over that. And here she is tonight. And I believe tonight, here's the reason, I believe. If you believe it, I, if you believe in Bible, y'all believe y'all believe this. We got together with one accord. We got self out of the way. We prayed for one purpose. And God heard it. I'm telling you, ain't that a blessing tonight? So here are these folks tonight. God's smiling the little company, all agreed now that Jesus Christ, they agreed that He was who He said and that He uh, said who He was. Here's this group of people that are about to become tonight the very first members of the church of Jesus Christ. The very first members of the church. And I'm not talking about having your name on some roll. I'm talking about having your name on the roll. Amen. In the Lamb's Book of Life. Friend, it was a company of people which God cared about. May I say to you tonight, God cares about His church. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. His church. God has not left you and me alone. He cares for His bride. Amen. It all started with these few hearing the Word of God tonight. But what a great company the church is in our day. Now you think about it just for a second. It includes all tonight being saved Watch the blood of Jesus Christ. It started with 11. God's got a bigger bride tonight than he had back then. And he's looking on that bride. And one of these days he's going to say, his father's going to say, go on. Go get him. You know what I think is going to happen tonight? I think heaven will stand attention. Now, if you don't agree with me, you don't have to. This is the Bible, okay? I think heaven's going to stand at attention. Say, look at him, boys. Here comes the bride. <laughs> i tell you why I believe that. Well, no, I won't right now because God may let me Sunday morning. Yeah, I will. I might say it again. Because the Bible says it's going to be glorified. Well, you look up that word glorified, anything glorified has honor. I believe they're going to look and say, here they come. Here they come. The blood-washed saints of God. There's a multitude of people tonight who are going to be up there with us that are saved. You think about this tonight. There's going to be folks saved on the mission field going to shake your hand because Mount New Baptist Church sent a missionary. Brother Rick Hurley goes to the jail. There's going to be people doing bad things that in heaven it ain't going to matter what they've done. They're going to shake your hand and say thank you. Percent of Brother Rick Hurley does. Yeah. That, blesses, that blesses my heart. Dale Cable, those missionaries he sends around, those boys over there, winning all kinds of souls to Christ. We're going to see them. Friend, I'm telling you tonight, this is a team effort. All these people are here together. One purpose, one mind, one accord. So I'm telling you tonight, it's not time to quit. It's not time to give up. You think about this. If we gave up, we might not see some souls get saved. We saw get saved. It ain't time to give up. He says, continue on. Press on. I want to hear him say, well done. 
thou good and faithful servant. Don't you? You and I are to carry on the work. These old boys started when the church, when the very first church was started. 3,000 souls saved by the grace of God. We're to carry on. Keep on. Let's all stand tonight. Our heads bowed and our eyes closed. I'm done.